Thank you for joining us for this episode of FEA Today. My name is Matt Costella, Director of the Fundamental Evangelistic Association, headquartered at the Grace Bible Church in Fresno, California. Our hope and prayer is that this brief program will encourage you in the things of the Lord and direct your attention to God's Word as you seek to make sense of the world in which you find yourself today. In this episode of FEA Today, I want to encourage you from the words of Hebrews chapter 12, the first three verses particularly, to keep running. In Hebrews chapter 12, beginning at verse 1, we read, Wherefore, seeing we are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. This is a very familiar text, but the text really encourages us, and it's something that we need to be reminded of, to keep on pressing forward. That living a faithful Christian life is a long process. The entire 11th chapter of Hebrews centers around the principle of faith in God and the marks of such faith in the life of a believer. All of these men and women went through trials and tribulations, even worse than our own, and yet God commends them for their continual faith in him. And while we think of Hebrews 11 as the great faith chapter, I believe there's a deeper thread that runs throughout and culminates in these first three verses of Hebrews 12. Here is the command, let us endure the race of life. This is the thrust of not only this text, but really the entire letter to the Hebrew believers. Keep pressing forward and doing what is right. Don't backslide, continue to endure, don't quit. And of course, as we will see, faith plays a primary role in this endurance. Sometimes we have feelings to give up or give in when it comes to our Christian walk. Have you ever felt like things would be so much easier if you just went with the flow of life out there rather than try to do and be what God has called you to do and to be? Have you ever felt like going at it your own way or on your own? Well, this is exactly what the Hebrew believers were feeling. This letter was written to exhort them to endure, to keep moving forward in their spiritual life and not sliding backward in their spiritual walk. So after elaborating on a large group of people who kept their eyes of faith on God and his promises, as the author says, were surrounded by this great cloud of witnesses, the author of Hebrews challenges us to endure, to keep enduring the race of life, to keep doing what is right and living by faith every day, despite hardship. So I want to notice in this episode of FEA Today, several truths concerning this command to press on, to endure. First of all, we learn from the text that we read that every believer is a participant in this race of life. Notice the phrase, let us. We are not told who the author of Hebrews is, Yet we know that this person was either a New Testament apostle or prophet who was led along by the Holy Spirit to pen God's very words to his children. As important as this person was, he too needed to press on and endure. 
Sometimes we get the idea that a status of Christians exists. We feel that some are above the realm of trials or difficulties, or at least they have some kind of special ability to press on and be victorious, but that's not the case. Every Christian is a saved sinner who has a calling to endure and press forward through the difficulties of this life. Keep in mind the preceding chapter, Hebrews chapter 11. We are told that people like Abel and Noah and Abraham and Joseph and and Moses all pressed on and endured as they lived by faith and overcame the many obstacles in life that they faced. We often think of these men as super saints or something like that, yet they were no different than us. We can even think of the prophet Jeremiah in the Old Testament and the discouragement that he faced throughout life. So we learn that every believer is a participant in this race of life. We then see that every believer is to continue to keep on running in this race. The word run means keep on running. It is a present active subjunctive verb, keep on running. Quitting is not even a viable option. The exhortation is don't stop or don't even slow down and take it easy for a while. Keep on running forward. Sometimes we feel like life would be easier if we turn off our brain or, or just not think about the hard issues of life. Sometimes we feel like life would be easier if we would just go with the flow of everybody else and do what everybody else is doing. Sometimes we feel like life might be easier if we would just listen to somebody else and follow their rules or piggyback on their religion or their relationship with God. In fact, this is what the Hebrew believers were tending to do, fall back into legalism rather than persevere in grace. Yet the exhortation to us is to keep on running and do not stop. I hate running physically, personally. It hurts, and I've injured myself in the past running. My joints ache when I'm finished. And it's interesting to note that the word race transliterates as the word agony in English. Life isn't a ride, it's a race. And running a race hurts at times. Yet the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 58, he exhorts us to be always abounding in the work of the Lord. He said in Philippians chapter 3, I press toward the mark so that in the end he could say, I have finished my course. So we need to make sure that, that we understand we're participants in the race of life and God calls us to keep on running in this race. We also find from God's word that this race of life can only be run effectively by following certain rules. Remember what Paul writes in 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 5. He reminds Timothy and us today that if a man also strive for masteries, yet is he not crowned except he strive lawfully. You see, the rules are set by God, not by us. What are the rules? Number one, we need to run with patience. Tribulation and trials will happen. But the idea here is to endure through hardship. When you consider the writings of the Psalms and some of the authors of the Psalms, we, we, we can resonate with them from our own human perspective. It may seem as though unbelievers have it good and they get away with everything. Yet patient endurance with the eye of faith puts everything in its proper perspective. 
You see, patience is so essential to the Christian life, yet it goes against everything our flesh and our culture stands for. We want everything now, and we don't want to experience difficulties in order to get what we want. Yet again, we go back to Hebrews 11. Consider the men and women of faith. Notice how faith and patience go hand in hand. People like Noah are used as an example. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, Moses, all of these individuals pressed forward in faith yet needed patience. So the first rule according to God is to run with patience. Number two, we are to run without hindrances. Two particular categories of hindrances are mentioned in this text. First of all, weights. These are things in our lives that may not be wrong in and of themselves, but they might have a tendency to weigh us down from running the race effectively. These things can be people. They can be relationships. They can be hobbies or interests, really whatever we spend our time doing at the expense of our spiritual well-being. These things can even be beliefs or passions like politics or particular social issues. We need to be careful not to be weighed down. Well, the second category of a, of a hindrance is sin. Notice here the words easily beset, the sins and the weights which so easily beset us. The picture here is of becoming ensnared or tangled up by something that clings to us. These sins can be particular beliefs, like embracing false doctrine. They can stem from our own pride or laziness. They can certainly entail passions like lust or covetousness or idolatry. All these things easily entangle us and keep us from running as we should. The third rule that God has set is that we are to run with the finish line in view. Notice verse 2, looking unto Jesus. And we read that we are to consider him. Looking unto Jesus. The word looking means to fix our eyes in trust upon Jesus. His role is summed up in two ways. First, he is the author of our faith. The word author means he's the originator. He is the rule. It means he's the founder, the leader, the chief, the prince. Without Jesus, we have nothing. But he is also the finisher of our faith. This is the one to whom we are to look. Look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher. The word finisher means a completer, a perfecter, one who brings something through to the goal. The idea here is that Jesus Christ is the completer. He is the one who will see us through. He is the all in all. We remember the words of the Apostle Paul in Philippians 1.6, where we are reminded to be confident in the fact that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it, will finish, will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 to 5 notes that because God is all-powerful, we are kept in the unfailing grasp of his hand. We have a lively hope or a living expectation that Peter describes in 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 4. If we had the ability to lose our salvation, we would certainly have no hope or confidence in the first place. So we are to run with the finish line in view, looking unto Jesus. And then we are told in verse 3, consider him. Jesus is not only at the finish line. Jesus has already run the race. He has lived and died for us. And his life was marked 
by patient endurance as he fulfilled his father's will. What a wonderful word this is, consider him. The very word consider is a, an imperative, a command, which means to seriously and perceptively contemplate Jesus Christ. The call to each of us is to have a Christocentric life and Christocentric perspective on life rather than an egocentric life and perspective on life. We must match everything up to Christ, not to ourselves or some other standard. When our lives are centered in the person and the work of Jesus Christ, then even all our problems and trials pale in comparison to not only what Jesus endured, but they pale in comparison to who he is right now. I challenge you as I need to be challenged myself. Take some time throughout your Christian life. Not only think about the words, Jesus died for me, but meditate and dwell upon what he went through for you. Finally, we consider that God has laid out the parameters of this race for each Christian. Notice the phrase in Hebrews 12, the race that is set before us. While all of us must patiently endure and face the trials of life, our individual problems and trials will vary. We are all very different. We will endure different things, different trials. At the same time, we are all called and empowered to endure as we look to Jesus in faith. Nobody is exempt. Ultimately, this race is run and endured by faith. We look to the one we cannot physically see, but we prove our faith in Hebrews eleven twenty seven says, and we see him who is invisible when we press forward and endure and rest in his promises just as Moses and Abraham and the other men and women of faith did that we read about in chapter 11. Jesus Christ is lifted up as the perfect example of what it means to start and finish strong. When we have the tendency to become weary and faint because of the race set before us, we must look to him and remember our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He is the one who ultimately endured and we can and must do the same. I want to encourage you with that today. I thank you for joining us for this episode of FEA Today. Until the next time, may the Lord continue to bless you.